Hello and welcome to Retrospection, a podcast in which we take an old TV show and film and see if it is faster than a speeding bullet or like chowing down on a bowl of kryptonite. My name's Colin and look at that dingleberry. And I'm Paul and without me you'd still be reading tea leaves at Lake Tahoe. I probably would actually. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you acknowledge it. Yeah. In this episode we're taking a look at Supergirl from 1984. After losing a powerful orb, Kara Zor-El, Superman's cousin, comes to Earth to retrieve it and instead finds herself up against a wicked witch. Hmm. <laughs> you, you, you can't, you've got to be careful where you put your powerful orbs. You have, yeah. You do. You don't want to put them anywhere. I like a powerful orb. <laughs> so do I. I've got two now. I thought you were sitting uncomfortably. <laughs> The film stars Helen Slater as Supergirl, Faye Donaway as Selina, Peter O'Toole as Zoltar, Brenda Vaccaro as Bianca, Peter Cook as Nigel, Mark McClure as Jimmy Olsen, the only actor to appear in four Superman films and this one. What a joy for him it must have been. It's a payday. And Herb Bogner <laughs> as Ethan. It's a, fir- it's a fairly good cast. Yeah, it is, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter Cook's enjoyed himself. It appears to be, yes. Did you read how he actually got the part? No, tell me. It, well, Dudley, it was offered to Dudley Moore first, and he and he didn't he didn't want to touch it with uh, a barge pole. I don't think a, a ten. So foot barge. Yeah, pole? that ten. ten foot barge pole. Ten. Yeah. What's his film? Ten. It's a joke. Very. Yes, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, get ten. It. yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So instead, he, he suggested Peter Cook for it. Wow, wait, that'd be like, that's like me going, well, that's shit, I don't want to do that. But I know somebody would do it. Paul would love to do that. <laughs> and you know what? I'd probably take it as well. You probably would. You'd do anything for money. I'll take your sloppy seconds. It's all right. Whoa. <laughs> too early. You usually are too early. That's why it's sloppy. Uh, music by Jerry Goldsmith, and I like the music. It's a good score, isn't it? Yeah. But he's like... always reliable, Jerry Goldsmith, isn't he? That's true, but I like there's a sound. I, I don't know whether it's like a scraping on a string sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. the one I mean. I, I really like yes. that. It's good. And it's directed by... <laughs> I, like, I, like the action you, I like the action you were doing there. <laughs> yeah, it's either a wanking action or a scraping on a herb. I don't know. I, always I wasn't conf- going to say, you know. But. I always confuse the two. I got some funny looks in the orchestra the other day. They're going, what is he doing? Well, I don't know. He's either enjoying this piece rather too much or he's scraping the harp, which is what I call my personal time, <laughs> yes. scraping yeah. the harp. Yeah. So it's directed by Jeanette Zouak. I'm glad you did that one. Um, who's famous for? Oh, here we go. Oh, no, I'm waiting for you to fill in. I don't know. I haven't looked. You were doing all this. I haven't oh, done that. Okay, nope. I'm sure I'm sure he's worked before. Look, Is it even a man? Probably not afterwards. <laughs> well, apparently Robert Wise turned down the directing um, And Lester. Job. Yes, he did, didn't he? he? He felt a bit burned after Superman 2 and Superman 3, didn't he? Yeah. I like his films. He would have put some humour into it. I think. Yeah, he would have. Some actual, some humour that actually worked. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? 
the weird thing about Superman 3 and this film is I saw this on the cinema as a double bill with Superman 3 at the time. Which one was first? Superman 3 was first. Okay. And then Supergirl came out the year, a year later, I think. And they re-released Superman 3 as a double bill with Supergirl. Mm. Oh, actually, Possibly what I... because they were convinced that nobody, nobody was going to go and see Supergirl. <laughs> right. No, actually what I meant was like in the double bill, which one came first and then which one came second? Like what was... Oh, Supergirl came first. Supergirl okay, came and then first. Superman. Um, yeah, and then Superman 3, yeah. I remember see... liking it at the time. What, Supergirl? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was young and I was probably impressionable. <clears throat> yeah. But now you're only 50% that. <laughs> what, young? No, impressionable. <laughs> Very good. So Christopher Reeve was asked to make an appearance but turned it down. Yes, he was quote-unquote busy. Mm-hmm. Packing his tights or something. Packing his tights, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both Demi Moore and Brooke Shields tried out for the role. Can't imagine that, can you? Certainly not Demi Moore. Not Demi Moore. I can imagine Brooke Shields, but not Demi Moore. And it's funny because mm-hmm. it made me think about Demi Moore. You don't really see her anymore. I guess she spends much time producing rather than acting. Yeah, she doesn't need to, does she? No. Uh, Dolly Parton turned down the role of Selena. I can imagine that. Apparently she didn't want to play a witch. Well, that would have been all right because... Selena isn't really a witch, only in the fact that they call her a witch. She doesn't do any witchy stuff. That would have been she an easy spells. fix. She doesn't do spells. <laughs> she does. She's got a cauldron at one point. Oh, that's all you need for to do spells is just happen to have a cauldron. You can do a cauldron. You've got a cauldron and you, you say a couple of spells and that makes you a witch. But that's after she's got the orb. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the orb that powers it, isn't it? So it's the orb doing the work. So it's not the whole point spells. is that she's a bit rubbish at it, isn't she? I mean, the, the, it's, isn't Dudley Moore, uh, not Dudley Moore, Peter Cook, he's a, he's a warlock, isn't he? Well, that's not a very nice thing to say about him. He's okay. <laughs> yes, he's a warlock. I've got nothing but respect for Peter Cook. Especially after this film. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any <laughs> more info? Um... John Travolta um, declined the role of Ethan as well. John Travolta? Yeah, they offered it to John Travolta and he went, no, thank you. Wow, you know you're in trouble when John Travolta turned you down. (laughs) He was probably hot, though, in 1985, wasn't he? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, The budget for this film was $35 but domestically in the US, it made $14 back. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. If you put that into any, some kind of a context, Superman 4 mm-hmm. um, made $15 million in the US. So Supergirl is actually the worst performing Superman-based movie of the time. Oh. Which isn't good, is it? No. I mean, have you seen Superman 4? Quest for Peace. That's the one, yeah. I saw when they ran out of money, right, when they were making it? Yes, it was a canon movie. Ah, okay. Good old canon. We haven't watched a canon movie in a while, have we? No, we should do one. Just for old time's sake. We, we did we, we did go through a phase of uh, every film that we did was a canon movie. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I still do. I've got lots of them. Wow. Anything else? Warner Brothers originally decided not to release it, and TriStar then picked it up and uh, heavily recut it. Oh, interesting. The trailer actually says it's made by Fawn EMI. 
Yeah, weren't they? Isn't Thorn EMI the? They're a British think so, subsidiary yeah. of of something, aren't they? Yeah, because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> British subsidiary of something. <laughs> of something. Okay. <laughs> About as in depth as we get, isn't it? <laughs> Personally, I'm surprised um, you went even that far. Oh, I, I do some research, not a lot, but okay. I do do some. Um, the film was shot at Pinewood for the most part. Yeah, and it's considered a British film. It is. Which is which um, is an interesting, it's a conversation in itself of what's a British film and what's not, because the Superman films are British too. Technically, yeah. Technically. Tim, Burton's, Tim Burton's Batman films, British. Star Wars, mm-hmm. British. Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. British. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept, I think. One maybe we can do a whole podcast about. We could. Yeah, probably won't. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's there's over an hour's worth of footage still missing in the vaults somewhere. Let's hope it stays there. Can you imagine that? Oh, don't give it away too soon. Oh, Colin. yeah, sorry. I'll, re- I'll remove You're that. You're peeking. I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll cut soon. that out. No, don't do any more. We'll cut that out. Uh, a but, whole um, hour. Wow. A whole hour. Can you imagine that? Another hour of this. I'm trying not to. <laughs> and the other thing that amused me is the tagline for the movie was, it's her first great adventure. And last. Yeah, it kind of implies there's going to be more. Yeah, it does. Although the, the tagline for the trailer is, adventure stays in the family or something. <laughs> Run, runs, in the, runs in the family, I think it is. Runs in the family. Well, I hope it's runs and not stays in the family. <laughs> yeah, adventure stays in the family. It's like, oh, that's a very different film. <laughs> it was the 80s. I suppose you had to wait another 30 years to get Supergirl done... A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, the TV series you're talking about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of it makes a lot more sense than this. Uh, I haven't seen it. You're, you're obviously a huge fan. I am a huge fan, yeah. yes. So here's a question for you. When does Supergirl yes. become Superwoman? She never becomes Superwoman. Wait, She's but doesn't, super- doesn't she age? Yeah, but she's still Supergirl. So who's Superwoman? There is no superwoman. There's no superwoman? A no. spider woman and the spider girl. I think technically there is a superwoman in the comics. Right. But so, it's not supergirl. So it's she can be person. like 40 years old and still be called supergirl? I guess so. It's the same way as there's That's a batwoman right. and a batgirl, isn't there? Why is it not superperson? Two different people. Superperson. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In this day and age, there probably will be. Yeah, superperson. Super person, yeah. You're covering all your bases, then, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when when do we get the super dog film? There's, Hopefully never. Because you know there was two, right? Two super dogs. Oh, I know. There's two super dogs. Yeah. yeah. I had the comic book with them in it. There's a super dog in uh, the new Titans TV show. Does he have a cape? Because in the comic books, he actually had a cape. <laughs> I'd be shocked if they give him a cape. He's in. He's in the, one of the very last shots of. Um, the first season of Titans, so I presume he's going to be in the second season. Oh, I hope he has a cape. <laughs> Stuffing, Stuffing, dogs love capes. Wait, <laughs> he's called Crypto. Crypto, the Crypto, the super dog. Yeah. They named him after the substance that kills them. That's right. Yeah. There's something <laughs> that, that, his own planet as well. Yeah, that, that that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I suppose, yeah. But no, it's Crypto the Superdog. Crypto the Superdog. He, he wears a little um, collar with a little S that hangs down on his chest. For some reason, I thought he was going to say G-string for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different... It's a whole different thing. Yeah. He wears a dog collar. A religious one. Religious? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Reverend Superdog. <laughs> oh, now you're, getting, you're making it all religious now. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, so yeah. so back to this. Uh, do you have any more information or shall we go for the trailer? Oh, let's listen to the trailer. Here it is. I think I recognize the costume. The question remains, just who on earth are you? On earth, I'm Lee. Linda Lee. you just leave this poor kid alone and worry about the other one that flies because nobody gets in my way Leap tall buildings in a single bound and look right through things. Yes. Bend steel bars? Yes. Enjoy your prison, Supergirl. Forever and ever. <laughs> Alexander Solkind presents the action-packed adventures of a dazzling new superhero, starring Peter O'Toole. I must be sent to the Phantom Zone. Faye Dunaway, Mia Farrow. Venus? When? Brenda Vaccaro, Mark McClure. That's Clark Kent's cousin. Hart Bachner. And introducing Helen Slater as Supergirl. Adventure runs in the family. Well, that tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? The trailer actually mirrors the excitement of the movie quite well. <laughs> I'm getting a feeling from you here, Colin. Nope, no feelings. Don't do those. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, British. I forgot you don't do those. <laughs> well, you know, technically you are. Yeah, um, yeah. old school though, because you're all about feelings now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, have you seen the output of the BBC? Yeah, yeah, that trailer's kind of weird. I'm not being funny, but what could they have done? Yeah, that's true. With, with what they had, you know. That's true. <laughs> All right, should we go for it? 
Yeah, so we get the opening credits, which apparently cost $1 million to make. I, I like them. They are, and they work really well with the music, don't they? Yeah, the music's great, and I like the the, the neon kind of reddish cloud and the, the, the actual um, font. <laughs> you like the, you're a big fan of fonts. Oh, yeah, I love a good font. <laughs> well, back to Reverend <laughs> Superdog again. Yes. <laughs> I've heard that about you. Yeah. Um, no, it's um, I think the music as well. It it kind of feels like a cousin to the John Williams score, which is ironic, really, considering that she is Superman's cousin. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. I like that. Yes, I can see that. Uh, I did notice in the credits though when a certain person's name came up, Derek Meddins. Oh yes, yes, good old Derek with his model work. I think the model work is fine. It's the flying sequences are a little dodgy, but I don't think they're anything to do with him. Some of the fine sequences depends. I think the wire work stuff's very good. I think the the back projected blue screen stuff's a bit dodgy. But yeah, the only problem with the wire think, work I is you can look- see the wires. <laughs> you can see the the wires in blue, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't think they were ever designed to be shown in such high definition, Colin. I don't think it was designed to be shown ever again. <laughs> Just the ones. <laughs> Just the ones, yeah. <laughs> so we zoom into the crystalline city of Argo, which is um, it's an amazing-looking uh, place. Hmm. It's kind of a combination of model work and matte painting, and um, I think it works. Yeah, it looks big. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the. You size can't you can't fault the sets in this movie. They are they are huge. No, no. Although when it when it actually zooms in and starts showing people sitting at tables, it does look like a Swedish cafe. <laughs> yes, it does a bit. I yeah. can't wait for people to order <laughs> meatballs. <laughs> oh, it's a bars of meatballs. Meatball. That oh, that's just that's just just racist. Is that Swedish? That's yeah, just that's... racist, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the exterior is kind of a cross between, not the exterior. So the interior is a cross between organic crystal and sort of a honeycomb mixed with 60s, 70s sort of decor, isn't it? Mm, yes, I go. It's very with that. psychedelic looking. Yeah, it's it's good. So we see Kara Zorel, who's wandering around saying hello to everyone. Yeah, and the other people go like, "Why is she saying hello to us?" Because she's so wide-eyed and uh, carefree and wonderstruck, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like him like that, do you? I forgot. No. Um, so she catches up with uh, Zoltar, who's using his magic wand to grow an approximation of a tree. I beg your pardon? I'll say it again. He's using his magic wand. Oh, I don't want to do that. To grow. In public. <laughs> Yes. So what what's a what's a tree? She asks. Oh, it's a wonderful thing that grows on Earth. Earth, she says. You mean where my cousin went? So that's her first mention of Superman. Yeah, but see, she didn't understand it because he pronounced it Earth, and you should have pronounced it Oof. Oof. Yes. Oh, Flash Garden. <laughs> Flash Garden. There. See previous podcast. Yes, episode fifty, I do believe. So rather theatrically, Zalta tells her that uh, one day he might go to Earth himself. Using a big spaceship thingy called the binary ship. Yeah. Not to be not to be confused with the binary shit. Oh which no. Which is something completely different. Yeah. You don't, sweet, sweet you don't poop ones and zeros. 
<laughs> binary joke, Paul. That's the kind of classy podcast we are. It is, yeah. It, binary joke. You either laugh, you either laugh or you don't. Ones and zeros. <laughs> Mostly don't. <laughs> Just zeros. There'll be people listening going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Where are the fart gags? Yeah, no, binary from now on. Bit of hexadecimal thrown in just for, you know, the learned Ooh, listener. Look at you. Look at you. What, what do you get in your GCSE maths? Let's not go into that. All right. Did, did he even do GCSEs now? Thanks for dating me like a bloody tree. No, they, they still do They still oh. do GCSEs. Okay, that's yes. good. Yes. I'm, I'm so I've been informed. Okay. So Kara uh, doesn't believe him, but Zolta sounds like life on Argo is beginning to bore him a bit, doesn't he? And um, so let's talk about Peter O'Toole's performance for a minute. He's drunk, right? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell, let's be honest, with Peter O'Toole. I mean, let, and let me just get one thing right. If Peter O'Toole is in a film, the film is heightened immediately just by his very presence. I love Peter O'Toole in anything. I will Absolutely. watch a film that is garbage if it's got Peter O'Toole in. Um evidence before you um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i think this was just a payday right yeah but he, he looks like he's enjoying himself though doesn't he he does i mean i guess the sets are great costumes are interesting so why not mm-hmm. and in many ways his performance in this reminds me of his performance in caligula wow okay you know he's very he's very theatrical and over the top more than he usually is, and and he's a bit drunk. Right. Okay. And have you have you seen Caligula? Sorry, I, that description just sounded like you. <laughs> theatrical, over the top, and drunk. <laughs> Only at the weekend. So um, he teases her about not being able to do maths. Most great artists find mathematics troublesome. He says. So that's been my problem all these years, obviously. You are a great artist. I am a very good artist. Piss artist. <laughs> Thank you. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I led you there like a horse to water and you went for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. See, who says we're not a great double act? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. <laughs> so he goes, on to, he goes on to explain that planets like Earth and Saturn are in outer space while Argo is in inner space. Ah, uh, in a space. I've seen Can't that film. That? Yeah, let's watch that film. I like yeah. that film. It's good. That's got Meg uh, Meg Ryan in it. When when she was um, Meg Ryan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's all have a let's let's have a silent second for the passing of Meg Ryan, as we knew her. You've passed her. No, I'm just saying we should have a silent second for the Meg Ryan that we knew. Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. We saw it at the exact same point. <laughs> I know. It'd be, uh, trust me, in the edit, be even closer. Oh, excellent. Uh. So um, he explains that Argo has two power sources uh, before pulling one of them out of his pocket, and it's called an Omega Hedron. He has a weird relationship with his... What is she, his niece? Um, I don't, they don't actually say what his relationship with her is, do they? Well, I'm not surprised. It was the 80s keep that quiet yeah i know um but he says that the place has got two power sources but we never find out what the second one is do we 
Oh no, we don't. Yeah. No. Also, I this is this power source. Also, why, so why is it so important if there's two of them? Yeah, because you got a backup, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So this this this. It's the power source that. Go on. I was going to say this Amiga Hedron. Um, it's kind of like a small spinning Fabergé egg, isn't it? Yeah, and it powers the planet or just the city. Well, it's not really a planet, is it? It's the city that's floating in, in a city. space. Okay. Yeah. It seems rather easy to take the only power source that runs the entire city. Yeah, like it's just laying around. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's it's easier to take this power source from the city of Argo than it is to take a small miniature pen from Argos. <laughs> that is true. And I don't get that. Well, they never have any. No, so I, I just don't understand why he just takes it. Why would you even take it? What, what's the motive for that? Because he, he, he uses it to use the power to make his little trees and stuff? Well, he does. He uses it in a minute, doesn't he? That's just uh, mm. ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Should be arrested <laughs> on many charges. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something. Mm -hmm. Before you steal a power source, you want to make sure you get the full HP first. A full HP? Yeah. What's that? Sauce? HP oh. sauce. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, what a lame dad joke that was. It came to me in the bathroom. Yeah, you should have kept it there. <laughs> well, many, many things do. Yeah. So. yeah. That was free, that one. You can use that one. Oh, well, I'll, I'll store it away for future. All right. Okay, it's it's a fun, simple effect though, isn't it? The way it spins in his hand. I mean, he's clearly just holding it between his fingers, but yeah, and there must be something going between the fingers that mm -hmm. spins it. But yeah, yeah, it is. So it turns out that Zolta borrowed it for the afternoon, Your Honor. Yeah, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He says he borrowed it for inspiration, which consists of him just using it to quickly finish his sculpture. So the ball's doing the work. Pretty well, much. Not the first not the first time the ball's done the work, right? <laughs> How rude. Um, <laughs> oh dear. I that, that, that tickled me, that did. Um... <laughs> I don't want my balls tickling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I regretted it as soon as I said it. Um, so Z Zolta says that the... Um, so again, because I was laughing when I said it. Zolta... <laughs> oh, don't do it, don't. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So Zolta says that the Omega Hedron can only create the illusion of life, not actual life itself. Hmm. Um you got to say, as info dumps go, this uh, it's getting a lot done, this scene, isn't it? It is, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of exposition it going is. out. and But it doesn't... It, I didn't feel too strained by... You know, sometimes you sit there and exposition goes on, and you're like, oh, my God. But mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't get that from this. It wasn't too bad. I guess because, you know, Peter O'Toole delivers it in such a way that keeps you interested. Well, even though the dialogue's kind of like banal... He's not. Yeah, yeah. You know? I guess that's what it is, yeah. So then Kara's mother, Allura, played by Mia Farrow for some bizarre reason. Uh, yeah. Um, she arrives and Zolta gives Kara his magic wand. 
And he says to her, put your fingers here, Kara, and press hard. Yep. That's a line I'm pretty sure he used in Caligula as well. Oh, it is? Mm, pretty sure he says that in Caligula. <laughs> Probably. So Kara goes off to use the wand while Allura confronts Zoltar about the rumour that he wants to leave, saying that he can't because he's the one that founded Argo City, apparently. Yeah, so he founded it like he designed it? I'm guessing so, because he's like a he's a, an artist, isn't he? We should say that for people that aren't familiar with this whole sort of Superman, Supergirl story, Argo City was a city that was on Krypton. And just before Krypton exploded, um, some scientists got together and transported it into inner space so that it was the only city on Krypton that avoided um, being destroyed. Now, is this backstory in the film? No, it's in the comics. Oh. It never explains it in the film. Okay. And it actually, in the comics, it isn't the only city because there's other cities as well that, that survived. So this, ah. this whole last son of Krypton thing, utter bollocks. Oh, okay. Just, okay. just, just to be clear. No, that's... so Kara creates that's a clear. giant dragonfly with the with the wand, and mm -hmm. for some reason Zolta surreptitiously and I don't get why he does this. He rolls the Amiga Hedron on the floor to Kara, who then picks it up and somehow, although being a complete novice, uses it to make the giant dragonfly come to life. Now I assumed he rolled it to a. To hide it from Mia Farrow's character, so ah, she won't see it. So that's why he did it. Yeah. I, I wondered whether he was he was passing it to her so that she could use it. It seems a bit much to roll the ultimate power source to the entire city to, you know. Mm. How did he get it on the floor? Because he had it in uh, his hand. Yeah, and he stood up. He's not like he's sitting on the ground. Mm. It would have dropped. Mm. And then rolled, and, and Mia Farrow would have been like, what was that that just made that loud fudding sound? <laughs> he rolled it down his trouser leg. Yeah, like in Great Escape. Great Escape, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like twitching his pants, and it just rolls down. Yeah, that's how he did it. We'll go with that. So so this dragonfly that comes to life is a bit 1970s Doctor Who-ish, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it flies around before smashing through Argo's protective cling film layer. Yeah, what, this this layer seems very weak that a big insect can fly through it. It's like it's almost yeah. made of paper. And if Zoltar designed it, then he's a bit uh, he's a bit rubbish. Slapdash. Yeah. A bit yeah, slapdash. I, yeah. I've had I've had workers like that in the kitchen. <laughs> he's a bit of a cowboy, isn't he? A little bit, yeah. Mm. So it creates a vacuum and it starts to suck out um, everything in, in Argo, including the Omega Hedron, which then flies out into in space. Yeah. So Kara herself is almost sucked out before they manage to pull her back in and Zoltar seals the tur with his wand. Yeah. He's going to say, yeah. After... <laughs> I'm just watching your face. Why? I don't know. I'm seeing what he's going to do. It's always amusing. So Kara's father then turns up, and he's played by Simon Ward. Oh, Simon Ward. That's the one, him, yeah. Who, who, who'd have thought he'd have turned up in this film? Not me. Not you. Oh, clearly not you. Um, and he accuses Zolta of stealing the Hedron. You took it, he says. No, I lost it, he replies. That's a good line. Yeah, it's a good line, but it doesn't help your situation. It doesn't, but it's delivered well, and I think it works 
even better because it's Peter O'Toole that says it. Uh, he yeah. has this he has this utter disgust for everyone around him. <laughs> that is true. So Kara's mum and dad have a, a meltdown explaining that without the Hedron, everything will start to fall apart in the city, even though they've got this second power source. Yeah, and I didn't realise that until you said it. Mm, mm. I wonder whether this second power source is something that's in this hour of footage that's locked away in some vault somewhere. Mm, maybe. Mm. So Zoltar says that he'll go to the ends of inner space to get it back. Does inner space mm. have an end? Just before it becomes outer space? That's the end, is it? Yeah. We see, the end seems to lead into a lake, as we find out soon, or a river. That's true. But we'll get to that. So meanwhile, Kara, who feels responsible, sneaks off and, for some reason, gets into the binary ship. Is she an idiot? Yeah, and then she sits in it in a very weird way. Yeah, sort of cross-legged, isn't she? Yeah, it's very odd. Mm. So the ship then takes off and it leaves Argo. And this is a scene that reminds me a bit of um, Superman's pod leaving Krypton in the first Superman movie. Do you think it's done that on purpose? Yeah, I would I would think so. They're trying to emulate it a little bit, aren't they? Trying to capture the magic. It's not working. No. She'll be killed, says Mum and Dad, but Zolta explains that she'll be safe in the binary warp or some such gobbledygook. <laughs> Does he actually say that? <laughs> he might as well do, because I've got a clue what he's talking about, have you? Okay. Nope. And, I, and I'm fully into this stuff, but I nope. made no sense Not to me. Okay. Zolto then says that he will agree to be sent to the Phantom Zone as punishment. This is a little harsh. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not playing it right, is he? I mean, this is also, me, me and you. We'd back out of it like anybody's business, wouldn't we? Well, not only that, but surely he should be the one to do something to fix it. And not just say, oh, go on then, ship me off. Yeah, it's it's almost like David Cameron leaving after Brexit. <laughs> it is, isn't it? He's like, whoops, I created this mistake. I've messed up. Bye. And he's getting off lightly because he knows that that city's going to start falling apart. Mm-hmm. So he gets them to send him to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a canny old fox. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. I wondered what you were going to say then. <laughs> so next we get Kara's journey through the binary, which um, is done using old, the old effects staple of mixing coloured water and oil together, isn't it? Yeah. Looks okay. Yeah, it looks fine. Looks fine. Um, so then we cut to Earth, where Selena and Nigel are having a picnic by the river. Yeah. <laughs> Is this where the boredom started for you? Um, no, the boredom. Uh, I'll indicate where the boredom starts. It involves oh. Ethan. It involves Ethan. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So Selena and Nigel talk about how she can rule the world. Nigel tries to sell her on the idea of using black magic, but she's pretty bored by it and by him, it seems, as well. So our main villains in this film, this epic, Mm -hmm. are a woman who claims to be a witch but doesn't actually do any witchy stuff, but she wants to rule the world somehow, and a guy who claims to be a warlock but doesn't do any warlocky stuff. It's kind of lame, isn't it? Well... Going back to the comics, magic was always a thing that Supergirl was fighting against. So I can see why they would choose a quote-unquote witch to be the bad guy in the movie. But as you say, it isn't done well. 
No, it is light. It's like she doesn't. Light. You would you would have hoped to see some kind of, I don't know, spells or she she should be good at magic or whatever, a, a mm-hmm. formidable force, and then. She, this is heightened by her getting the orb at some point. The 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 played for laughs more than the played for anything else, aren't they? Yeah, you just can't take it seriously. So because you can't take them seriously, you can't take the force against Supergirl seriously. Well, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to emulate Gene Hackman in um, Superman, whereas he was played for laughs as well. But I think we're the problem is that you're not dealing with Gene Hackman here. Right. Gene Hackman, it worked with Gene Hackman because even though he played everything for laughs, there was still kind of an undercurrent of nastiness to Gene Hackman, isn't there? What was Gene Hackman in the first film then? Gene Hackman in the first film is more of a, a deadbeat loser, um, second-rate thug, really, who who happens to be a, a genius. But he is a genius. He is a genius, yes, and he and he, but he's also no one really takes him that seriously. I don't think. Okay, but these characters they're not they're not geniuses. They're not good at what they do. No, they don't achieve anything. Faye Dunaway is no Gene Hackman. I can't say anything about her performance. It's not a bad performance. It's just the character the way it's written. It is. Yeah, it's not her fault. No, she does her best with what she's got. I think. Yeah, and so does Peter Cook. Yeah, I don't blame the actors for this. I just blame the writing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very lazy in places, this film. Yeah. So suddenly the Hedron falls out of the sky and lands with a plop into the bowl of custard. That's convenient. It is. So she picks it up and somehow she seems to be able to use it straight away. Ah. That'll because be that she's witchiness. A yeah. It will, that's I've... it, yeah. Yeah. So Selina tells Nigel that she's outgrown him, and then she jumps into the car. You can't run out on me, says Nigel. I've got the keys. Do you think she being a witch could just start the car without keys? You would think so, but she doesn't need them anyway, as just holding the head run over the ignition turns on the car and the radio. Oh. So on the radio, on the radio, we get a news report that Superman has embarked on a peace mission to another galaxy. I haven't got a problem with this. It's a good way to explain why he's not around. Right. I think we we see it in later films too, you know, Captain Marvel, for example. Yes, yes. It's always a good way to... to, to yeah. But that's all you need. What annoys me is when they just ignore it completely. Right, right. And that's always the problem with, with shared universe superhero movies because you'd think, well, Batman's facing something that's taking over the world. Why doesn't Superman come and help him? Right. Why, why like, doesn't he call? Why doesn't he call the Flash or Green Lantern? All these people we've already seen these movies. Where, where they exist. Yeah, Spider-Man's dealing with something. Why don't the Avengers turn up? Yes, yes. But but that that is one thing that the MCU do very well. They always have a reason why the characters aren't around. Well, and all you need it. is one or two lines. Yeah. And here we have it. He's in another universe, fighting something. Something. That's right. The police are coming for you again. Always. Never <laughs> catch me too fast. <laughs> like the flash. Yes. That that's what I'm yeah. that's what they're coming for. <laughs> Keep flashing. <laughs> You've been out in that park again, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, Kara's still flying in her ship when for some reason the roof opens up. Now this this completely baffles me. The roof opens up. 
she stands up mm-hmm. and now wearing her Supergirl costume flies out. Where did she get that from? I don't know. It just seems to appear on her body, doesn't it? I I, I think it's actually in the capsule because I think she sat on it. Right, okay. But I still don't understand why it's in there. Just for whenever she decides to get in a capsule. Yeah, and it fits oh, her well. Here's your, super, here's your Supergirl costume. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, Peter O'Toole got in it instead and he's, like, trying on her costume? <laughs> I think he'd probably be he's up like, for that, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's like, it doesn't work, doesn't fit. It's curved <laughs> in the wrong places. Oh, can you imagine Peter O'Toole in, in that skirt and those boots? Yeah, it's a tough wank. <laughs> Is it your is it your ambition, Colin, to mention the word wank in every podcast now? Because I think that's the third time in as many episodes that you've said oh, it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably cut that out, even though it's funny. Re- re- retrospection, all about the wank. <laughs> be a uh, new tagline. So she emerges from the capsule and then flies out like, of a, of like a, a river. Butterfly from the cocoon. Like a butterfly, yeah. And flies out of the river on Earth. Yeah, on a wire. Well, ah, she's not on a wire. Because apparently this effect of her coming out of the lake was done by simply pasting a a life-size picture of her onto a wooden board and then pulling it out of some water. But there's clearly a wire. I've seen it. It's in the trailer. Yeah, the wire's attached to to the board. Well, it's behind her. If you actually pause it or slow it down and look at it, you can see you that it's, at, many yes. yeah. it's actually 2D. Oh, okay. It's a 2D wow. photograph of her stuck to a board that they've just pulled out of some water. Do you like it? What, the effect? Well, I mean, it's yeah. clever. It's a pra- practical effect that's done with a bit of thought behind it, I suppose. Yeah, imagination. Why she's, how, how she's flying out of the lake, I, I don't get so she's supergirl so she's gone from inner space to outer space well it, the capsule landed in the lake like the orb but it doesn't she flies out of the capsule and then flies out of the lake the capsule's still in inner space and then she flies oh. out of the lake into outer space which is where earth is maybe there's a bending of inner space and outer space a bending <laughs> yeah all right Okay. <laughs> we'll go with the bending. We always do. Yes. So she lands on the riverbank in full Supergirl outfit, where she marvels at the world. Her newfound powers of flight, super strength, and heat vision. She crushes a rock, mm. and she uses her heat vision to make a flower grow in her hand. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Less destructive. Um, yes. Uh, the flying sequence around the lake, I thought it was excellently done. I thought the wire work was outstanding. Oh, and you say you can see the wires. Yes, okay. But it's still, back then there was no way that you could hide the wires. You just had to make them ultra thin and just hope for the best, didn't you? But I think they're done better in the Superman films. It's the same technique. You can see the wires in some of the Superman films. Really? Okay, well, maybe my memory is being, you know, biased to the Superman films there. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love Superman the movie. It's my favourite comic book movie. But, but yeah, I, I thought this was, was very well done. And I do like how she plays it, like she's completely wonderstruck by 
by the world and all these abilities that she's got. Right. Um, I like the little touch of the water. She flies over the over the lake as well. Yes. With her hand. Yes. I thought that was a nice yes. touch. So she takes off full flight across the uh, countryside. Um, and, and this is where it doesn't look as good because it's using the same front and back projection techniques that they used in Superman. And right. yes, they don't look as good as they do in Superman. But then again, I don't think the effects in Superman, if you really honestly look at it now, they don't look great. Okay. Um, but again, we get to hear the score again, don't we? As she's flying. Yes, it's a good score. So, and a lot of Superman films since then do exactly the same moment. Man of Steel does it as well. They they have a moment where he's he's flying for the first time to a big rousing score. It's hard to like all these Superman films. They get confusing. Is it in Superman Returns as well? There's a Superman Returns as well. Yeah, but 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 it's it's in that as well, right? This kind of yeah, every Superman yeah. movie kind of does it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nigel notices her as um, as she flies past. He looks up and sees Supergirl fly overhead. He does, yeah. Uh, so she flies by some horses, scaring the shit out of them. Scaring horses is usually your hobby. <laughs> Not anymore. A time when you was done for rustling. <laughs> Cal rustling. Yeah, running after him wearing paper bags. <laughs> Not anymore, like I said. So finally she lands, and as the sun sets, she stirs off into the distance. And she stands there in classic hands-on-hips Superman pose, doesn't she? She does. And it's quite a beautiful shot, I think. Steady. <laughs> it's a beautiful shot. Oh, okay. With the sun going down sun. in the distance. And... Yeah, going, going, yeah. Da- going down on Supergirl. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But okay. it gets worse later on, trust me. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Selena returns to her hideout, a disused theme park, and she meets her partner stroke servant, Bianca, who's kind of like the Otis, isn't she, in, in this movie? You know, to Otis was Lex's comedy assistant in Superman, played by Ned Beatty. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. So Bianca's stressing about bills when Selena explains that all their problems are now solved. And she puts the hedron inside a metal container shaped like a dragon. So Supergirl flies to the city, and uh, her wristband starts to glow. A Fitbit tracker goes off. It does look like a Fitbit tracker, doesn't it? Yeah, she's like, oh, I've done 6,000 miles. So we we get a strange moment in the film here, don't we, where she lands in the street, and two truckers pull up, and they can't believe their look, can they? (laughs) By the way, when she lands in the street and you've got all the neon, the wet reflections, it actually looks pretty mm. good. It does. It looks excellent. Mm. Yeah. So one of the truckers is actually played by uh, Max Headroom himself, isn't he? Matt Fruer. Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can't believe they look. They're going to rape her, right, aren't they? Basically. Yeah, it's a weird moment in the f- film. It is. And, um, you know, it. The good old days in the 80s when it was okay to trivialise and make fun of rape in a movie, eh? Yeah. Just to be clear, that isn't me saying that it was okay. That was me being sarcastic. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an uncomfortable moment in the film. Uh, And they're also so dumb because what point do they realise that they're in trouble? Like, she uses lasers. I know. (laughs) And then they they continue like, oh, they pull out a knife. 
at some point, one of them should go, hold on a minute. She's wearing a Superman uniform and she fires lasers and she's got super strength. I'm running away. <laughs> but they don't. They just keep, they think suddenly they can do what they want. It's weird. They, they do, yeah. She explains that she's Superman's cousin and that she's on a mission to find the Hedron. And they reply that they're also on a mission, a mission to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So as you say, she uses a super breath to blow but, Matt through her. I mean, blow him away. I mean, yeah. I mean, their idea of a good time is very different from mine. <laughs> oh yeah, what would yours be then? Um, nice cup of tea and my feet up. <laughs> very easily pleased. Can you imagine that? Supergirl, you're coming with me. We're gonna have a real good time. Bit of cake, you know. Bit of pot of tea. <laughs> Sounds like not, fr- <laughs> not fruit cake. Not no. fruitcake, obviously. Good lord, no. What am I, an animal? <laughs> All right. It's nice to know that you've, uh, you know, which side of the fence you'd land on. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Less about the rape, more about the cake. Always. So, so then the second guy is even less bright, isn't he? Because even after Supergirl uses heat vision to heat up his flick knife, um, he still thinks that he can take her on barehanded. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah. She, she, she super kicks him into a fence. Does. So back at the lure, Selena's so, hosting a black... Can I Sorry, just, I, what is this scene supposed to show is supposed to show that she's really strong because these characters don't ever come back into it so there's no payoff later in no, the film I think, I think it's meant to be twofold i think it's meant to show that get highlight her powers right for the audience yeah even though if you don't know what her powers are and you come to a movie called supergirl what are you doing and she's already flown crushed rocks yeah. and yeah. brought flowers to bloom with her heat vision which makes me think that it's more here for a bit of comedy relief. Yeah, all right. You know, and, and which is questionable because of what, obviously, is what what their intentions are. Okay. But all right. Again, it was the eighties. It's going to be an excuse for a lot of films. <laughs> <laughs> we should have called the podcast. It was the eighties. <laughs> Except when it's the seventies or the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually, in brackets. sorry, in brackets. it was the eighties, brackets. Unless it was the sixties and the seventies. Yeah, that's it. You're right. <laughs> so back at Erla, Selena is hosting a black tie party with some killer Howard Jones music playing in the background. Ah, oh, you like Howard Jones, right? Yeah, got a good new album out actually. I didn't know that. I have to check it. Give out. it a spin. Give it a spin. <laughs> Give it a. Sp- How old are you? Well, we're retrospection, aren't we? Give oh, it a spin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll drop the needle. <laughs> what? All right. I thought you, I thought you quit that. <laughs> yeah, on cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so Selena sits on a throne, watching the room, while Nigel sits at her feet, and he's desperate to get his hands on her magic balls. Wait, he sure has the right brain. Oh, okay. So he tells her that she. Uh, that he saw Supergirl flying earlier, that, but she's unimpressed, and she uses her finger to light his cigarette. So there you go, magic. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, okay. Lame. It's lame. It's, it's I know, lame. I know. It's just like, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's very weak. So Nigel is unimpressed, 
and he shows her a vision of a demon in his cigarette case. So there you go, magic again. Yeah. See, your, your, your argument's falling apart. Not really. He's not, he's, not, he's not got the head drop, he's doing magic. But he doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It's just, oh, I can show you this. Oh, this is what I could do. Oh, look at this. It doesn't actually do anything. It's still technically magic, isn't it? Oh, so I know what you're saying. a lady in half, but you know, you're not going to rule the world doing that, are you? You're just going to have lots of yeah, little ladies. If they, if they did that in this movie, it would be something, though, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. He'd, that would actually be doing something. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> so Nigel goes off to chat up a young Sandra Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, calm down. I was, I was right. But yeah, but it's a callback to the Superman films, right? It is, and I'm wondering whether she's supposed to be playing the same person. I wondered that. I, I In fact, I just assumed she was. I went for it. Mm. So he's trying to make Selena jealous, but Selena makes her then eat a scorpion and then starts spinning her around the room on her head. Yeah, you've been to parties like that. I, I'm always spinning her around on my head. Oh, you're always also eating scorpions. <laughs> I was a break dancer in my time. What did you break? An arm? A leg? <laughs> Many a heart. What did you do? Spin on your shiny head? <laughs> hey, he's good for it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You so didn't do... Wait, wait, no, let's go, let's go back to this. You didn't really do break dancing. No, I did a bit of body popping. Body popping? Mm. Really? I did not know this. I was into things like electric boogaloo and all that sort of stuff. Oh, well, this is something I'm going to have to see when I come over. I can't, I can't do it now. Why not? So I'm 45. All right, so we're going to put some music on and you're going to body pop for... for, for, for <laughs> you're going to buy me dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be candles, a nice rosé, and you'll be body popping. If I do any body popping now, I'll put my back out. That'll be the only part of me that pops. Oh, yeah? Still yeah. worth seeing. <laughs> it's okay maybe we should do it towards the end of your visit and then it doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm in bed for the rest of it <laughs> hey, yeah that sounds good hey, that's a plan okay. uh, you didn't know that about me I used to do a bit of body, body popping no, nobody knows that about you probably not no. that's a well kept secret I used to body pop in my right. bedroom in your bedroom, alone mm. between the tears <laughs> <laughs> no that was the wanking <laughs> See, you're always mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's me, clearly. Yeah, yeah. well, it will be because mm -hmm. I've cut the other one out. Oh, I, I know it works, yeah. yeah. So, um, so Selena then kicks Nigel out. That's right, she does. Because she doesn't need him because he's useless. She is. So then it's morning and Supergirl wakes up in the woods, um, still with perfect hair and makeup. Yep, I've had nights like mm -hmm. that. Woken up in the woods, perfect makeup. <laughs> and there's a cute little bunny rabbit nuzzling against her, isn't there? Ah, because oh, you know, I actually wrote, I actually wrote ah uh, in my notes you? as well. Ah, were you in the doctors at the time? Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly a ball lands nearby, and a girl in a uniform runs out to retrieve it. Yeah. Yeah. 
What? Look at me like. No food, just wondering so, where we're going. So quietly following the girls, Supergirl finds herself looking out at a girls' school where a softball game is taking place. And she watches, taking in the girls and the uniforms, etc. Like you do. Like you do, yeah. You do. <clears throat> uh, I, well, it was on and I was watching it for the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. So the girls lose the ball again, and they ask Ethan, the handyman, to toss it back. Now, I hope this guy's been CRB checked. I'm sure he has. It's all above board. Although it is the 80s, they didn't really do that back then. No, so probably not. Oh. Um, we're treading very carefully here, aren't we? <laughs> Appear to be. Don't know why. Yes. So Supergirl walks behind a series of trees where she changes into a school uniform, complete with satchel. I like this scene. I like that. Do you? Yeah, I like the transition behind the trees. I think that's great. Yeah. She's complete with satchel and um, even different coloured hair. Now, how did she... The clothes and the satchel, I get. She could have stolen them. Right. What did Wait, she do? Did she stolen them? She just she just used her superpowers to create them. What? <laughs> Wait, you think Superman has like his his jacket and tie and stuff down his cape, stuffed in his like tighty whities No, but he's got his Superman suit on underneath his Clark Kent clothing. So he so he leaves his Clark Kent clothing in the telephone box, and then has to go back and get it afterwards. No, it disappears. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, but <laughs> but the idea that he has his clothes and has to go back and get it does make sense. Well, you can go at super speed, can't you? But so he flies off, goes do whatever yeah. he does. In the meantime, someone yeah. goes to use the phone. And they're like, oh, there's all this clothing maybe, on the floor. Maybe he doesn't it. leave them. Wait, no, no, no. They steal it. Then Superman, right, he's finished saving lives, comes flying back, gets to the telephone box, his clothes are gone. What's he going to do? Ah, well, in the comics... <laughs> <laughs> in the comics, Superman's got a secret pouch in his cape. Or he just oh, stores yeah. his clothes. <laughs> yes. See, that's just a rubbish way of explaining it. <laughs> All right, well, what about the hair colour then? Because she, she, she goes from being blonde to dark hair. Yeah, she's got superpowers. She can change it. No, I'm not buying it. So, so you buy the fact she flies, she crushes rocks, she's got heat lasers, there's a forbidden zone, there's a ball <laughs> that controls the city, but you have a problem with the fact that she can create her colour. Well, that all makes sense to me, apart from the her colour. Oh. What does she do? Fly into town quick at super speed, get some her dye, dye her fast, and then come back? No, it's a power. So what does she do? She quickly changes clothes behind each tree... that's what i always thought she does but she just i thought that's what superman does it doesn't pause and stop and then she's behind a tree for five minutes and then the next tree she's like hopping while she's trying to get her panties on she can she can do it that would be funny though she can can do it at super speed uh, that's that's what i always presume was happening here so so super speed then she dies of her Yes, so I don't understand how it works. It doesn't make any sense. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, it doesn't make any. It doesn't sense. make any sense. There is no way that he's got clothing hidden in his cape. <laughs> That's just stupid. Why can't seventy if you years can have powers? Comics, all, all these powers. Why can't he have powers just to create a, like an illusion of clothing? 
I don't know. It just it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem sensible to me. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we found the point where you just go, no, that doesn't make sense. Everything else is fine, <laughs> you know. Witches and warlocks, power orbs, forbidden yeah, zones. It's got to make sense. It's got to make sense, doesn't but it? That minute... all that stuff makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, she she changes into a school uniform and she's got dark hair. Yeah. Was the gist of it? Yeah. It oh, he's, anno- he's annoyed now. <laughs> I can see it on your face. <laughs> Are you aim? Not gonna let this lie. I know you're not. I know you're not. So entering the school, she ends up in the principal's office, um, and he's doing the. This actor's doing the comedy principal routine, isn't he? He's a bit absent-minded and. Yes. So she tells him that her name is Linda Lee. Which she kind of Kaiser Soze's from all the posters around her, doesn't she? She does indeed, yes. So suddenly Nigel enters and he demands to speak to the principal saying that the kids have nailed his drawers shut. So what is this, Centrinians? It appears to be. That yeah. would be a good film if you combine the two. <laughs> Supergirl, Supergirl versus Centrinians. Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? My money's on Centrinians. Yeah, so is mine, especially this one. Um, so Nigel's a teacher at this school. That's convenient, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Principal Danvers uh, goes off to help Nigel, leaving Kara alone in the office. And she quickly types up her letter of recommendation from Clark Kent and puts it in his filing cabinet at super speed. How does she know how all this works? Um, She's new to this planet. Yeah. Well... You know, did you have a problem with this? I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, okay. Because why, how would she know how a time, how would she even know what a typewriter is? Well, she didn't because at the beginning of the film, she didn't know what a tree was. Mm. Mhm. Maybe she there's just a, there's, there's an even bigger instance of this later on in the film. She's just a really quick learner. I guess so. Super yeah. speed. Yeah. Mm. So the principal uh, leads her through the school into the dorm and takes her to a room that she'll be sharing with Lucy Lane, who is Lois Lane's little sister. Yeah, didn't know that. And we get a little comedy Abbott and Costello moment with the names, don't we? We do, yes. yes. It's kind of like the who's on first. It is exactly of. like that. Mm-hmm. It turns out, as I say, that Lucy is Lois Lane's sister. And she's bowled over that Clark Kent is Kara's cousin, apparently. Because she's got a thing for Clark. She seems to, yeah. yeah. So Kara is suddenly mesmerised by a publicity still of Superman on Lucy's wall. Right. That's true. And did you hear that we, we get a little burst of John Williams' Superman theme here as well? Just a smidgen. Just a smidgen, yeah. That's all you need. Just a tip. Move on. Don't roll your eyes at me, don't. <laughs> I actually wrote that one down. Did you? I did, yeah. That wasn't off the cuff. wasn't worth the ink. <laughs> I've been told that, yeah. Yeah, you have. So, so later, Nigel is teaching a computer class. He's a computer teacher, apparently. That's right. He's an yeah. IT teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So outside, Selena and Bianca are driving as a school bus halts them, um, kind of holds them up in the street, doesn't it? And Selena reveals that her plan for world domination is to make the world love her. Yeah. <laughs> what is this 60s Trek? 
It's not, is it? So Bianca notices a now bare-chested Ethan sawing off a tree branch. Why, why is he? Why has he got his top off? The man's working at a school. It's hard work, though. But but he's working at a school. Right, a girls' school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm would, pretty sure this wouldn't be allowed, would it? You'd, somebody would tell him to put his top back on. I mean, can you imagine the throff that would be going on? The what? The, the throff. The throff. The foam, the the froth. Oh, the froth. Okay. <laughs> you know, from churning. Who? Well, not from him. From him. You know, no, not from him. Oh, not from him. No. You imagine it. I mean, can you imagine it? I don't know. Froth's an odd word to have used. <laughs> <laughs> you like curdled milk down there. Um. Down where? Down there, under. Down under. Australia? That's the one, yes. Okay. So um, the headron begins to glow, and Selena thinks it's telling her that Ethan is the one, apparently. I don't know why she gleans this from it. Because she's a witch, and she knows these things. That must be. Yeah. So back in class, Kara's wristband glows, Yeah. and she uses her X-ray vision to look outside, and she sees the car driving away. And she puts two and two together. Yep. So she's about to go after it when Nigel reprimands her. And he tries to uh, humiliate her with some mass question, doesn't he? Yeah, been there. But she humiliates him by knowing the answer. I thought that she couldn't do maths. Well, she can do earth math. It's very simple. <laughs> well, she does have a line in a moment where she says, oh, I, ne- I could never get that before. Yeah, so now she's on earth. She's got all these superpowers like... Being able to create the illusion of clothes and her die. I can't say. She's also now got the power of being able to do mathematics at a higher level. She's got a lot of powers, hasn't she? She's super. She is. So later, Kara is taking part in a hockey match. Mm-hmm. And there's a bully who's cheating, uh, picking on Lucy, until Kara dies right in front of the ball that's meant for Lucy's head and it just explodes. And everyone just seems to accept this at face value and move on. Yeah, there's just like, at first there's like, a, oh, did you did you see that? And everyone's like, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, to well, the showers. To the showers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So next, speaking of showers, we get a shower scene. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, films we'll pause into, for a moment. Films turn into parkies. <laughs> It did remind me of Porky's, actually. <laughs> so, do you want to? Did you did, did you need to take a, a quick three minute break at this point in the movie? Did you, Colin? No, not at all. Cup of tea or something? No, piece of cake. Piece of cake. <laughs> so, what the bully's going to do is she's going to shut off the cold water and scold everyone. Yeah, it's kind of a nasty plan. I mean, when. The cold water would be a better idea because then that would just, you know, be like, ah, but hot water, it's dangerous. Yeah, doesn't doesn't her friend actually say that to her? Yeah. But luckily, Kara overhears with her super hearing. Mm-hmm. And she uses her heat vision to burst a pipe, showering the bullies in water. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, she's lucky that the shower didn't wash out of her dye. Must, <laughs> must be super. Like the power of something. Is this it now for the rest yeah, of the episode? I told you, I'm not letting it lie. <laughs> so 
they're back in their room. Lucy's getting ready to go out for the weekend. And she asked Linda if she'd like to come along with her. But oh, there's... I have songs in my head. What? That wasn't it going for the, out for the weekend, something for the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, going out for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. in my head. Uh, and apparently there's a guy that Lucy likes coming over from Metropolis, Jimmy Olsen. Ah, good old Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kara's trying to work out what a bra is for, isn't she? Yeah, apparently they don't wear bras on Ergo. I've seen what she looks like in that Supergirl suit. She's definitely wearing a bra. Okay, I'm glad you... She... Unless she's got super boobies. Well... She has, because she's Supergirl. Has she got super movies, Colin? Apparently. Oh, okay. I, I didn't look at it that closely. So oh, really? It's all you've cle- looked at. Clearly you did. No, you just <laughs> kept pausing it. No, I didn't. Ridiculous. Didn't need to. No, not with the speed you move at. <laughs> That's my superpower. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Only one. In and out. Like the Flash. Yeah. That's not painting me in a very good picture. Can we cut that? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Not really. So so Cara declines, saying that she'll stay at the school over the weekend and study. So everyone leaves her behind. Yeah. Slight slight centrinians. It is. So that night, Supergirl takes flight again, looking for the headrun. And night turns to morning, and she's still no luck. She's She's not found anything yet. Meanwhile, back at the lure, Selena is putting together a witch's love potion. <laughs> I can picture you rolling your eyes as you're watching it. Yeah. So whoever drinks it will fall in love with the first person that they see as long as the spider is still shut in the nutshell. It's very Shakespearean. It is. It is. And um, or, or, or if one day goes by, apparently, as well. Yeah. It's rudimentary, you know, witchcraft. Oh, is it? It is. You're an expert on witchcraft now. Mm, I, I, well, I've, I've done some reading. Oh, okay. I'm good about. <laughs> glad about that. <laughs> so Ethan pulls up to the abandoned theme park in his truck to do a job of some manner, and Selena invites him in. Um, so Ethan's a bit of a dope, right? Yeah, he is. And so <clears throat> I guess he doesn't work for the school. He's someone the school hires. He has a private contracting firm that does trees and stuff. Even more important that he's been CRB checked, I think. Yeah. Mm. So she offers him a beer, which she then doctors with the potion. Mm-hmm. And he takes a drink, but nothing seems to happen at first until Ethan suddenly starts to feel, you know, a bit dicey and he passes out. Well, it would because it's the middle of the day and he's having a beer while he's working. I mean... That's not the first per- first time this guy's had a beer in the middle of work, is it? Well, Let's he's he's going to be handling SARS and stuff. Yeah, but come on. Right. I mean, look at him. All right. I mean, I'm not being judgmental or anything, but, you I know. I think you are. I'm not. I'm not right. saying that all contractors drink during the day. Well, let's hope you don't need a contractor to do anything in your house, too. <laughs> I haven't said anything. I've said I'm not saying. I'm not ah, saying that all contractors saying. drink during right. the day. Okay. So as soon as he wakes up, Selena's plan is to be the first person that he sees. Suddenly, the doorbell rings. If that's the goddamn Jehovah's Witnesses again, says Selena, that did make me laugh. Yeah, good old JW joke. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we've made one ourselves. Nope, never. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the door, it's Nigel in a weird rubber 
shell suit. Yeah, why, why? I mean, they comment on about it in the film, but why is that even a thing? <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. Although shell suits were big in the eighties, weren't they? But what's the logic? I just can't. I don't understand if it's in the script or it's something they thought of on the day, or something but, that Peter Cook thought of. Because again, it, it doesn't play off any later in the film or anything. Oh no, no, not at all. You get a lot of that though, don't you? Yeah, apparently. So Ethan then wakes up, his head all dazed, and he wanders off into the ghost train. Why is it suddenly working as well? I don't know. Nothing else seems to be working. The place looks no. run down. All the ghosts and, and ghoulies are popping out at him. Oh, his ghoulies are popping out? <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, dear. <laughs> are these the orbs from earlier? Uh, they, the, yes, the, the glowing orbs. Oh, yes. okay. So Nigel calls them amateurs and tells them that he can teach them how to use the headron properly. But Selena refuses, cursing Nigel with boils. Going back inside, Selena finds Ethan is gone. And she uses her magic uh, mirror to find him, watching him wandering around the streets. They, let, let me let me just say, all these this stuff here is so boring. <laughs> you found it boring? Oh God, yeah. Even the Peter Cook stuff. Well, I know it's Peter Cook, but no, it's just boring. It really is. It's like a totally different film. Mm hmm. Shit it... one. <laughs> <laughs> it's better when Supergirl's on screen, isn't it? Well, at least that's the point of the film. Yes, it's called Supergirl. Yeah, it's not called Nobeds. <laughs> what? All right. I don't know. <laughs> it's not called Witches of Warlocks. But the image on the on the mirror fades, and Selina decides to use the Hedron to bring the image back, only to find that the lead box that she put it in has somehow gotten bigger. So Selina brings back the mirror TV and watches Ethan as he's stumbling through town, getting almost run over by angry drivers. Now, she says that he will fall in love by the first person he sees. So why doesn't he fall in love with one of these drivers that yeah, shouts at him? because he's seen loads of people at this point. <laughs> why are you getting out of the way? Ooh. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's not that way inclined, and he can't go against his nature, if you get my meaning. I get your meaning, but uh, he sees plenty of women as well. Maybe he has to be directly yeah, you know, yeah. interacting with I don't them. remember these rules being in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very strict potion. <laughs> well, it is, clearly. Yeah. Just go with it. Okay. So <laughs> you have to do that a lot in this movie. Yeah, you do. Yes. Supergirl lands and runs through a metal pipe and changes back to Linda, which I thought was a really good effect. Yes, I like the pipe trick too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clearly done in shot, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Just a, it's a different actor landing and then she runs out the other side, but it looks good. Yeah, it's like the old stunt trick where someone jumps off something and lands behind a bush and then the actor jumps up and mm -hmm. keeps going. But it's good. Yeah, it's always good. So in a diner, Lucy's having dinner with some friends and Jimmy Olsen. Now... What's what's the age difference between Jimmy and Lucy? What's the what's the age difference here, Paul? Do you think? Well, in reality, the the actor and the actress are probably about forty five, but in terms of character wise, it's it's all very hazy. Okay. Ah, hazier, those hazy days. Yes, it gets hazier as, in a minute as well. Right. So Lucy notices Linda outside and goes out to say hi. Inviting her into the party that, uh, inviting her to a party that night. 
And they suddenly see Ethan almost getting run over. Jimmy comes outside to introduce himself, and she slips up, calling herself Kara for a second. Yeah. But Jimmy's such an idiot that he doesn't really pay that much attention. Not even though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fair enough, though, because Superman, you know, he's never mentioned he's got a cousin. He's not, so... You know. Balls to you, basically, he says. Yeah. So, gesturing to Ethan, Jimmy just says, oh, he's probably on drugs. Answer to everything. Mm-hmm. I say that about just, a lot of people. Just say no. That was very 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Kara's concerned for Ethan's safety. But all Jimmy wants to do is just to go back and eat his dinner. Uh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Another role you can play, Colin. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Easy. We're racking him up in yeah. the podcast. That's we? true, yeah. <laughs> what was it you said? Another role you'll never play. Yes. <laughs> so back in the lure, Selena uses the headron and um, she does an invocation asking Power of Shadow to bring Ethan to her. And they, they start playing the patchy music. <laughs> oh, Cliff Richard and the Shadows joke. Nobody's going to get that one. I wrote that down. No, seriously? I wrote, insert shadows joke, but I didn't have to. You did it for really? me. Really? Yeah. You're sad. <laughs> You're the one that said it, not <laughs> me. <laughs> so then a dumper truck comes to life and somehow manages to chase Ethan up and down the street. It gobbles him up in its cold metal maw. You think it'd be easy to avoid a dumper truck? Well, it's going at two mile an hour. Yeah. And you... Mm. you... You know, it just seems like you could avoid it. But he is spaced out, remember, as well. That is true, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the dumper truck crashes through cars on its rampaging path, destroying buildings. And back in the diner, everyone sees the chaos outside and runs out to get a better look. Lucy, like her big sister Lois, runs right into the danger, climbing into the truck and tries to get control of it. Yeah. It doesn't work, and more destruction happens, causing Lucy to somehow bump her head and pass out in the truck. Now, all this set piece of all this happening with the mm-hmm. the connections and the uh, domino effect, it's mm-hmm. very much like a Lester, Richard Lester piece, right? It is. It reminds you of the opening to Superman 3, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And, it, yeah, and I was watching this, and I think, like, well, he could have done it much better, but I actually like this section it's, it's very fun. well put together isn't it i think so yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's directed very well as well i think yes so the truck crashes through a gas station causing more um accidents and at this point Kara decides you know what maybe i'll actually do something you know considering i've got these superpowers and all you know yeah finally yeah so she runs to the restroom passing a waitress who says and she says to the waitress excuse me i'm in a rush I know the feeling, she replies. So Linda changes into a Supergirl outfit in the ladies' room and I guess leaving the clothes behind or secreting them in her magic cape. (laughs) She flies up into the air and uses laser beams to break the electric cables, flies through a water tower and punches it to put out the fire. She flies... That's not hygienic. It's not hygienic? No, she got dirt on the bottom of those boots and she's flying through that water. Well, it's ruined anyway, because it's everywhere. Yeah, but it's going to get in your face, isn't it? It's not something I thought of when it was happening, to be honest. Oh, there you go. And I'm pretty sure it's not something the people thought of when everything's got <laughs> blowing, exploding. They're like, ooh, no, don't do that. That water's a little dirty. 
It says a lot that I did, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You've got a thing about dirty water, right? Mm, can't stand it. No. Which, which in all furnace is, is the right way to go. I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. She flies to the digger and steers it by pushing the scoop around. Then she separates the scoop and flies away with it. And the digger rolls to a stop, crashing into a building. Um, it's lucky that it rolls to a stop because Supergirl doesn't seem to be too bothered to check on her new friend. She's now more <laughs> into this new guy. Yeah, she could have stopped it properly, couldn't she? Before yeah, she, uh, she just leaves it. She just buggers off. Yeah. Hmm. So no, this 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 tone, by the way, where all this happens, do you think it looks like the same set that they used in Superman Two? You know, when General Zod lands in in the town, yeah, with the sheriff, yeah, it's very similar, doesn't it? To be honest, it looks like the same set that's in one of the Far films too, but it does actually, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. wonder where it is. <laughs> but it looks like America, doesn't it? That's clearly not the UK, where it. Yeah. But I wonder if it is America or whether it's like Spain or somewhere. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. You know the Sulkins. Yeah. yeah. The guy in the trailer pronounces it Sulkind. Sulkind? Yeah. There was nothing kind about those. Nope. Those two. No. <laughs> so she lands the scoop, opens it up, and Ethan wakes up. And of course, he looks at her and he falls in love. Although she's changed into a schoolgirl outfit at this point. Yeah, now, quick call Operation U Tree. There's something going on here. <laughs> and and suddenly, this jerk, he knows poetry. That, that's what a hell of a potion, right? So it's the potion that's that's putting the poetry into his head, then? Because I was confused I, as to why he would suddenly know do, poetry. Do you think this guy's ever read a poem in his life? Not at all. No. no. So I assume it's the potion. Right, okay. It's a weird potion. It's, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a love potion and English degree potion. <laughs> it's okay. Focusing, I could have done with one of those. Focusing on the classics. Right, okay. Meanwhile, Lucy wakes up and Jimmy runs over, and helps mm -hmm. her out. Love blossoms between them. Possibly. No payoff, no payoff. No, no, none whatsoever. No. Meanwhile, Selena thinks Nigel put up one of the students to get in her way because they've seen, you know, Linda in a schoolgirl uniform running around mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bianca says she should worry about the one that flies not the teenager Selena says she worries about everybody and uses magic to seek out Supergirl and destroy her with an invisible monster yeah the way you pronounced that then it sounded like you said monster rather than monster like it's a giant <laughs> cheese <laughs> invisible monster yeah oh my god it's gonna get us eee damn it's gonna get us Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, please, please, please. Right. So please, there's, please. There's, there's lightning, thunder, an intense wind. Sorry about that. <laughs> Something moves through the wall. Then it dies away. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Next Very time. Very forbidden planet, isn't it? This yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, actually, it has the same like lightning effects as well. Yeah. yeah, and the same noise. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Now, Linda arrives back at a dorm, mm -hmm. but something that moves like a ferocious wind is heading towards the school. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> Linda signs in, but outside, mm -hmm. ground is being ripped up. Not even mighty oaks can stop this force. 
Well, you say Mighty Oaks, but it looks very Derek Meddins to me. So, yeah, like, tiny trees. Tiny little twigs. trees. Yeah. <laughs> so, Linda's in a room, and she's about to practice kissing a mirror. Remember when yeah, you used to do that, Paul? I've never kissed a mirror. No? No. Okay. I think it says more about you that you said that than it does about me. I've never done that. Have you now? Really? No, no I've never done that. Okay. Why would I do that? I mean, who kisses a mirror? What kind of, what kind of pervert kisses their own face in a mirror? Apparently, and what, su- what does it say about? Yeah, what does it say about that person? Oh, so apparently Linda does it. Yeah, but I'm quite happy to look at that. <clears throat> Wait, you're happy to watch Linda kiss a mirror? Yeah. Because you like mirrors, right? It's endearing. Oh, okay. So she hears the wind, and she opens the window and sees... <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you going to be amused by the word wind every time I say it? Because there's going to be a, there's a lot of wind coming up, right? There always, there, there always is, Colin, with you. So. Yeah. She opens the window and sees the invisible force approaching. Walls mm-hmm. are thrown over. Cars are crushed as it continues. She turns into Supergirl. Leave this place and do no harm, she cries. Now, Selina is watching with her magic mirror, and she wants to know where the wimp, the teenager, has gone and why mm-hmm. Supergirl is suddenly there. Meanwhile, the force knocks Supergirl over. She flies back, but is stopped by its invisible strength. She grabs a light pole, flies into the sky, and away. Bianca thinks she's quit. Oh, she's wrong. She is. Lightning hits the pole. With the pole charged, she flies back down and holds it against the creature and then electrocutes it or some shit. I don't know. What happens how does she, again, how, do, how does she know to do this? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I don't know how it works. Like, why is it? Is it like, doesn't like electric? Yeah. How does she know, A, it will affect her, it? Right. B, how does she even know, get the idea to go and do this? Right. How does she know those poles are electric? Yeah, because she, she, she's not from here. How does she know what a light pole is or whatever that you, you know? It, none of it makes any sense. Nope. But it, There's a lot but, of that. Yeah. But it works. It vanishes. It does. Yeah. Selena is annoyed. Who is she? Find out, it, she says to Bianca. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, this is where the film for me really grinds to a stop. Yeah. After this action sequence now. Yeah. Yeah. Supergirl goes back into the dorm in her outfit and she runs into the drunken warden who tells her to put on some clothes. Mm-hmm. So it's she goes... a moment as well. What? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a callback because the warden is mentioned earlier in the film. It's the only time something is actually paid off, but it still mm-hmm. doesn't really go anywhere. Mm. Supergirl has changed back into a uniform and stirs her tracker. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Selina fires up the Omega head drone. Yeah. This causes Linda's tracker to light up and start pulsating. <laughs> this, <laughs> wait, All right, I'm 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 cautiously going out, going along with you. Come on. What? <laughs> All right, you you know what you're doing. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Am I wrong? No, it, it was pulsating, yes. Yeah. She leaves the door <clears throat> and uses it to guide where she needs to go. Now, back at the fun fair, Bianca is scared by what they could be doing. Fools go where angels fear to tread. Selena says, Ha, oh, I'm no angel. 
Linda enters the fun fair, but a figure has followed her. In the mirror, Selena sees Linda walking through the fun fair, and the person following is the groundskeeper, Ethan. Mm-hmm. And again, he, he starts talking like he's in a Shakespearean play. It gives her flowers and chocolates that he's bought from somewhere during the night. <laughs> Service station. You can yeah. always get them in there. That's yeah. true. You've, yeah, a few birthdays, you've done that. <laughs> uh, say nothing. Wedding anniversaries. <laughs> Not going there. Then he tries to pick her up. She's too heavy. Now, why is she heavy? Because she's, she's dense, isn't she? So how does she fly? Uh, oh, well, in the comics... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> in the comics, they, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an aura that surrounds Kryptonians that helps them fly. But doesn't help them be less heavy? No. Oh, okay. So if she steps on a, on a weight scale, it'll be like 500 tons. Yes. Right? Even though she'll look like... Even though she looks, she looks like... Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, and yet, the problem you have is the her die. <laughs> yeah, the argument is is getting pretty thin there. Yes, okay. I agree with you. Right. Yes. So they okay. sit in a world lit to carriage, mm-hmm. and uh, they they mess around. Ethan pretends to die, and then he asks her to marry him. Mm-hmm. As a kiss, lights come on. What child it? bride now? Well. Ooh, do we know the age of Supergirl at this point? Like, well, uh, I mean, he he, he said she says to him, "Oh, it'll never work. We're from different worlds." And I'm thinking, yeah, different decades as well. Yeah, but Kryptonians could age differently. She could be older than him. I don't think that would stand up in court. No, no. Uh, speaks the voice of experience. <laughs> <laughs> what a touchy scene, say Selina. <laughs> she makes the well it's a spin around. With just the point of a finger. When it stops, Linda has vanished. She has turned to Supergirl and lands behind Selina. Who are you? She asks. Selina answers. I am Selina, Diodanus of Catania, Priestess of Seknid. I am the ultimate siren of Endor. Oh, she doesn't look like an Ewok to me. I'm sure she's furry in places. Then she says you have trespassed on private property. Bianca says she means him. Supergirl answers, I am Caro of Argo City, daughter of Allura and Zorel, and I don't skirt easily. Try this, says Selina. The Dodgems start attacking Ethan, and then she splits herself into multiple images. Mm-hmm. Which one is real? Meanwhile, Ethan tries to avoid the Dodgems. Supergirl leaps and throws metal poles surrounding Selina. Ethan, now in a Dodgem for some reason, mm-hmm. kind of fell into it. Again, though, he is still kind of half cut, isn't he? All right, we'll give him that. Yeah. And he's rescued by Supergirl. She rips off the dodgem and flies away. She does. Bianca asks Selena if she's okay. Selena mumbles some gibberish and the poles <laughs> bend away. Now I'm really <laughs> upset, she says. What? Nothing. These poles that bend, it, it, it looked like something out of 60s Batman. Oh, right, because it's just rubber. Mm. Rubber poles. And, and as she walks past one of them to get out of it, she actually nudges against it and it goes bang. <laughs> <laughs> poles do that. Well, even though it's been bent down, it's not going to suddenly turn. It's still metal, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Supergirl flies high above the city. 
while Ethan is in the dungeon. She carries mm-hmm. it over waterways and mountains. Where's she going? Well, yeah, exactly. And especially as she leaves him there in a minute as well. Right. So Ethan wakes up. Put me down, he urges. Where's my lindery ass? And then a coconut flies through the sky and hits him in the head. Knocks him out. I'm pretty sure he'd be dead by that. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Because he must have had some kind of motion to reach. <laughs> right? Mm, pretty much. Because Selena sent it. Yeah. She has the power of the shadow to bring Ethan to her, but it doesn't work. She can't control men's minds when Supergirl is around. Understandable. Yep, for you. Bianca suggests they call Nigel. She doesn't want to, but eventually she agrees. Why, why do they need Nigel? Like Bianca says he'll know more about it, but at what point in this film has Nigel revealed that he has more knowledge? Okay. Well, he, he's been telling her that he, he has more knowledge all the time, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not shown any proof of it, but you tell your wife that all the time. She doesn't take you seriously because she knows it's nonsense. Yeah, well, everyone knows that. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> so on the beach, Supergirl feeds Ethan water from the coconut that slapped into his head. Yeah, she she dips her fingers in it and then rubs her fingers in his mouth. Yeah, and this is the point where I'm just like, what what is this film doing? Well, I know what it's doing. I mean, this scene's clearly put there for a reason, isn't it? But why? It's like, I'm so bored at this point that I'm actually rooting for the coconut. (laughs) I was rooting for the coconut as well. Oh, yeah? You like coconuts. As a little aside, would you like to hear, and and you may want to insert this wherever you want to in the podcast. You said that before. Yes. Would you like to hear my little Supergirl story? Sure. from Comic Con. Yeah, is it clean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's nothing that, that you can't repeat. So, okay. so. so I was at Comic Con and I like Supergirl. <clears throat> and um, there was a, a cosplayer. You like Supergirl or the people who've played Supergirl? You like, I like the concept Supergirl. as a concept? Yeah, so I like the concept. I like the character. And the costume. I like the costume. Yeah. When worn by the right person. Oh. Um, so I was at Comic-Con and, um, there was, um, a cosplayer who had a very screen accurate costume of Supergirl. And that's what you look for, right? Screen accurate? Absolutely. I'm all about the accuracy. Yeah, it is. And I was there with my wife and my son Mm -hmm. and I desperately wanted to have my picture taken with this cosplayer. (laughs) But I thought it's a bit creepy if I just go up to her by myself and say, can I have a picture with you, please? Uh Oh, so I I, I tried to get my son involved, Yeah. but he saw right through me and wouldn't have any of it. So my wife was saying, oh, just go up and ask her. I'm sure I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And so the day went on, and then I'm standing at a, a, a stall in the dealer's room, and um, lo and behold, she stood right next to me, mm-hmm. and I ran away. Oh, this is not the direction I thought this was going no, in. I ran away. You ran away. To my shame, I ran away. Oh, it's never going to get a chance again? Well, I was on my own. If I'd have had James with me, my son, I would have uh, thrust him on her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah. But yes, I ran. Uh, I never, I, ne- I never got my picture with Supergirl. But that's why she's there to have pictures taken with people. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I didn't want to come across as creepy old man, you know. Well, that's a given. <laughs> if she's there at Comic Con this year, I'm going to do it. 
Nigel has arrived at the amusement park. <laughs> and Selena is asking Nigel to bring Ethan to a... He wants to know what's in it for him. Selena wants Nigel to bring Ethan to her and Supergirl will follow. And that will give her time to learn her new skills and take over the world. Mm-hmm. Nigel cracks a nut and a spider climbs out. He cracks his nut? Yeah, a spider climbs out. Apparently that's what happens when you crack a nut. Oh, well, make, make sure I don't do that because I don't like cracking a nut and I don't like spiders. That's right. You have a big fear of spiders, right? I'm nuts. No, oh, you love nuts. I'm, not, I'm, I'm allergic to nuts, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. You are. Mm. Back on the beach, Ethan wakes up and finds Supergirl looking over him. Now, mm -hmm. Ethan is fixated in Linda. He's in love with her. And uh, he says she's in big trouble. And then he loves her and he needs to go back to her. Because he doesn't know that Supergirl and Linda are the same person at this point. He doesn't. He doesn't. Because he's an idiot. Right. Although, her disguise is a little better than Clark Kent's disguise. <laughs> Just puts a different pattern in his hair and puts a pair of glasses on. Yeah, at least she dyes her hair. Changes yeah, but he messes style. with his aura. You see. Well, don't so. want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he no. does. That's what he does. Okay. Supergirl says she has to go, and she, yeah, she's going to leave Ethan in this place that he has no idea where he is. Mm -hmm. Ethan says he has to go, too. Supergirl insists that Linda can take care of herself, and then at this point, she flies over Ethan, and he learns that she is a cousin of Superman, and he asks her to take him with her so he mm -hmm. can find Linda. Back at the tedious amusement park, Nigel takes out a wand while Selina uses the Omega Hedron to cast a spell over Supergirl. Yes. Back at the beach, even more tedious. <laughs> Supergirl. <laughs> you were enjoying this, weren't you? Oh, this, this sex just drones on and on and on. Supergirl asks the wet fish, I mean Ethan, sorry, how he can love Linda. Ethan mumbles the same nonsense he mumbled an hour ago. <laughs> and she kisses him and the kiss makes Ethan realise that Supergirl is Linda then he vanishes you, you can see why um, John Travolta didn't take this role can't you yeah I can it, it would have done him no favours at the time nope. <laughs> I don't think yeah. nope. so he's vanished and he appears in chains on a bed in Selena's room mm -hmm. and apparently Pinky. Nigel did Pink it with his wand I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time. Nope. <laughs> Shake your wand at somebody and get them all chained up on a bed. Yeah. Mm. Selena offers herself to Nigel for being a genius, but she grabs the wand from him and casts a spell on him. Mm-hmm. Then, Mountain with a fortress has appeared from nowhere. <laughs> Reminded me of Kroll. The, the, this scene with the bouncing that moves from place to place. Yes. Yeah. Reminded me of Kroll. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Super, so for Kroll, there's a reason why there's a mountain. Yeah, we don't worry about reasons. Okay. Yes. Supergirl flies up it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she does. She enters this, uh, I think it's kind of a castle or a, cal a castle, rather, on top mm, of the a mountain. A castle. A castle, yes. Castle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lucky for Ethan. And she finds him chained up. And, uh, but she is suddenly now imprisoned in an invisible cell, a prism. Mm -hmm. Where we've seen prism. it before. Where we've seen it before. Superman. Yeah. It's the Phantom Zone. 
It is. You don't want to be imprisoned in the Phantom Zone. You don't. I always liked this effect. I always thought it was a really good idea. Yeah. Selena appears and unchains Ethan with her wand and banishes Supergirl to, as we've said, the Phantom Zone. Has mm-hmm. to be said like that. The Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. So, Supergirl is flung through space and time and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> is that the technical term? It is. That's a scientific term. All right. And then the cell shatters and she lands on a planet in the Phantom Zone. Now, this doesn't make any sense in terms of how Zod escapes in Superman 2, does it? Can you explain? Because I can't really remember. Well, in Superman 2, the Zod and his two companions are flying around in space, stuck in this prison, aren't they? Right. And then Superman accidentally, by flinging the um, rocket that he's you know, the nuclear bomb that he saves Paris from exploding. Yeah. Um, he flings into space and it shatters the prism and they escape from the Phantom Zone. Right. But in this movie, the prism transports you to the Phantom Zone. Yes. And then right. shatters when you get there. I always thought the Phantom Zone was the prism. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be a Phantom Zone, right? Endlessly mm-hmm. spinning through your space, mm-hmm. trapped in that thing. What this film's trying to do is it's trying to have its cake and eat it because okay. it's trying... <laughs> oh, God. I've lost him. <laughs> fruit, fruit cake, come back. Ugh. You don't want that. You don't Ugh. want it. Um, in It's trying to do what you've. it's already established in the movies so far by having the prism flying around with them in it. But it's also trying to introduce the Phantom Zone as it is as a concept in the comics, which is... It, it is actually a, a place that you are transported yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah. trying to do both things, and it doesn't quite work no. by trying to do both things. So the cell shatters, mm-hmm. and she finds that she has no powers anymore. She bleeds when she tries to crush a grape. Mm-hmm. Ooh, crush a grape. <laughs> that shows your age. <laughs> it does, <doesn't> it? <laughs> she screams, where am I? It's a dark... She goes to pieces rather quickly, doesn't she? Well, she's shattered. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. You're right. It's a dark, desolate world with wind again. Black and red mountains. A chorus of voices starts up as she walks against the breeze. She should just head to the chorus of voices, see if they can help. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, she falls into a swamp. She tries to pull her way out, but it's tiring. She passes out before she can reach... The surface. I bet this was unpleasant to film. Why? Covered in goo. You 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 don't want Helen Slater covered in goo. Not not green goo, no. No. Okay. No, no. It just looked horrible. It, it does. Looked, reminded me of um, Flash Gordon when he falls into the the quicksand. Yeah, it does. It's probably just mm. as just as horrible as that. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you're concerned about the actors. I'm always concerned about the actors. Are you? No. I don't think so. Back at the town, <laughs> Selena is riding through it like a queen. Mm-hmm. The cavalcade. Lucy and others are protesting against them. Lucy says, you think you can make people disappear like my friend Linda? And then she starts to tell them that it happened when the mountain appeared. And Bianca and Selena now put two together that Linda is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Because Linda disappeared at the same time as Supergirl appeared. She seems to be the only one who has put two and two together. Right, yeah, no one else and, has a clue. And nobody seems to care where Linda is. 
Nope. Lucy nope. doesn't seem to care. Jimmy doesn't give a shit. Nobody nope. cares. Nope. No. Nope. In fairness, though, they only just met her. <laughs> oh, how it works. Yeah. It's <laughs> be a day. You know. Oh, we've lost one. Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. We're always doing that. We usually mm. blame Ethan. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. They go off with Ethan. They don't seem to come back. No. Strange. Should look into that one day. And he's planting a new tree. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, dig- he's digging a new new flower bed. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody rescues Supergirl from the swamp and she wakes in a cave. She sees a skeleton mm-hmm. and then her hand reaches out to her. It's Salter. It is. He's found a girl in a puddle. Yeah. I bet you can't believe his luck. That's true because he thought he was going to be alone all this time. And it... Yeah. And he's like, Oh, no, it's my cousin. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Needs must. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must needs. Must needs, yeah. He reveals that she is in the Phantom Zone. He says he's been there forever, which is a bit of an exaggeration as he's only been there an hour. But, you know, <laughs> with this film, probably does feel like forever. <laughs> yeah. T- time moves differently in the Phantom Zone and in this film. Yes. This yeah. this film is the Phantom Zone. It is. Back at the fortress, Selena makes Jimmy, Nigel, and Lucy appear in cages hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. What are they for? Asked Bianca. Insurance, replies Selena. In I like the... a cage hanging from the ceiling in a film. Oh, I'm glad you added in a film. Oh yes, <laughs> it's just a personal <laughs> lifestyle choice. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them down before you visit. Don't worry. Good. Glad about that. Yeah, now, in the Phantom Zone, Zoltar has given up, which makes Supergirl angry. She finds a carving of a horse that he's made, which mm-hmm. kind of shows he hasn't given up. He's just, you know, BS. But she asks him what it is. Yes. She's he... seen horses. She she flew over some earlier in the movie. That's right. Well, maybe he's just really bad at carving. Mm-hmm. Now, you haven't mentioned his uh, preoccupation with offering to give her a quick squirt all the time. Yeah, which it's some kind of food thing, and he keeps saying it. And at some point, I was like, "Okay, this is going to be important. This is going to, mm-hmm. this is something." But it doesn't, right? It just stops. I got the impression it's not, it's not food. It's more like booze. Oh, and that's he... why he's he's off his face, basically, isn't he? And he's going to get her drunk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this this movie just took a dark turn, didn't it? <laughs> it did, yeah. According to you. <laughs> well, he, he's Peter O'Toole. He's acting even more pissed than he was at, at the beginning of the movie, isn't he? So so he's been in the cave just drinking this juice all the time. He squirt, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so he tells her there is no way out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a way out if there's a way in, she says. And then he says, there is, but it's impossible. So now he's gone from there is no way out, but there is a way out, but it's impossible. He does. He turns on a dime, doesn't he? He's like. <laughs> also, which is it? It's impossible or not impossible? Depends on the moment you ask. True, because then Zolta says he could do it. So it's not impossible. Uh, you have a few more of those squirts and it uh, gives Anything's you the possible. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a Friday night back in the 90s for you, right? Don't know what you're on about. <laughs> There's only one chance, and then she gives a long speech. That, that yeah, don't, 
don't give Helen Slater too many lines in this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not, not convincing, right? But somehow it convinces Zoltar to give it a go. And if it means they die trying and they head out of the cage. He's pissed. He's right. pissed, though. Anything will work. So he'd agree to anything, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Another film. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Selena and Bianca are carving up America on a map and working out plans to overthrow the country. Because they've taken this, like, nowhere town, so now they think they can take the entire country. And this is very end of Superman 1, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. The Omega Hedron kicks into life, and a red, whirling quantum vortex appears. In the Phantom Zone, Zoltar, Supergirl, approaches a similar vortex, which appears to be above a mountain, whereas the vortex in Earth is just conveniently... Floor level. Yeah, don't, 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 just don't think about it. Okay, so they have to climb some rocks to reach it. Supergirl mm-hmm. struggles. Zolta urges her on. The wind is strong and the vortex forms above them. And in the fortress, Selena and Bianca can see them climbing. How mm-hmm. do you murder someone in the Phantom Zone, asked Selena. How does she know what it's called now? She's been calling it the Phantom Zone, hasn't she? I mean, where she got this information from? I don't know. One of her grimoires? One of her what? Grimoires. She has some grimoires. Grimoires. All yes. right. Okay. Some books of arcane yeah, magic. I, I, I know what a grimoire is. Are you sure you do, Paul? It didn't look like you did. So yeah, you flip I, your free I, dictionary. I was. I was. I was. I was doing it for comedy effect. I know what a grimoire is. Don't do the comedy. I told you. Paul. I've been studying. Don't, I've been don't studying. do the comedy, Paul. I've been, <laughs> I've been studying the dark arts. Have you? Yes. Okay. You want to put a light on? <laughs> yeah the bulb's gone oh okay that's why okay <laughs> so she looks through her books and uh, finds something that could be useful to her in the mm-hmm. zone fireballs saw through the opening knocking Zolta back but he manages to clamber on Selena continues to try and find a way to stop them from climbing and getting through the mm-hmm. vortex entrance and she finds a spell to summon a demon storm. Oh, no. Yeah, good heavy metal band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we going to do that joke again now? Yeah, I've done it for a while. <laughs> now, do you think that Peter O'Toole's enjoying crawling all over Helen Slater in this scene? Possibly. I wouldn't like to say. Speak for <laughs> Peter O'Toole in any derogatory manner, like you would. <laughs> I, I, I asked a question. I didn't say he was. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Would you? We'd have to ask Ellen Slater, wouldn't we? Well, how would she know whether Peter and Tool enjoyed it or not? I think she'd have got a sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zolta pushes Supergirl up. What? (laughs) (laughs) But he can't make it. Come on, scream Supergirl. I'm with you, says Zolta. Then sees a demon storm coming towards him. I am with you, he says, as a storm sends him flying away. Supergirl, magically regaining some strength, soars through the vortex and lands in the fortress. How did she do that then? Yeah. Two minutes ago, she was scared shitless, wasn't she? Yeah, one minute ago, she couldn't even lift herself up. Mm. Maybe the closer she gets to, to Earth. The, yeah. the more her powers start to come back. Like it. That That's actually a good and sensible explanation mm-hmm. for that, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Selena reveals that her prisoners are hanging over spikes and she will drop them into the blades if she doesn't leave. Supergirl freezes the spikes and they shatter just as Selena drops the prisoners, but it's too late. And they all run out. So that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> I want... <laughs> I want... <laughs> what? What's Nothing, up? go on. Okay. Go on. I want the Omega Hadron, says Supergirl. Then you shall have it, says Selena, which would be a quicker ending. <laughs> she just hands <laughs> it over. Yes. Here you go. <laughs> Oh, thanks. You could lose about 20 minutes. Yeah, why didn't you ask earlier? The beginning of the film. I'd have given it to you then. There's more wind and the ground starts to move and then there's flames. And then something drops, but Supergirl avoids it. I don't know what it was. Floor. I don't know. Something evil, I'm sure. Supergirl fights against the power. Go on. These crazy paving stones that are wobbling around with fire underneath them and Mm -hmm. she's struggling to walk over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does she just fly over him? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Paul. Ruined mm-hmm. the film for me. <laughs> oh, that's what did it. Yeah, that's what did <laughs> it right. right now. <laughs> Power of a shadow appears, says Selena, and a giant roaring creature appears. Destroy her! It grabs Supergirl and tries to tear her apart. Supergirl yes. screams. These stretching effects aren't much copper, are they really? <laughs> No, I didn't really know what it was doing at first, and I was like, "Oh, is he supposed to be trying to pull her apart, or is it what?" It looks like she's in a she's been reflected in one of those funhouse mirrors that make you look all tall and thin. And it looks like a nineteen eighties top of the pops. It does. Video it does. effect. And this monster as well. It's a bit of a mistake, isn't it? Yeah, because not been monsters in it before. No, and it looks like um, reminded me again another crawl. Uh, reference reminded me of uh, the beast in crawl right the way it's just a guy in a big suit unseen Ethan pulls himself along the ground Supergirl struggles I can't I can't she says you can says Soltar's voice Uh, and I also Obi-Wan yeah and I don't like it I don't like the fact that it's a guy that has so the girl she's Supergirl but she's a girl so she can't do anything without a guy's voice helping her yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's lame. She gets out on a monster's grip and Nigel yells, confront her with it. It's the only way. I wish she wanted to be like, confront her with what? What do you mean? <laughs> you, you'd be a little more precise. You mean confront with the monster, confront with the Omega Hedron, confront mm-hmm. with what? What? Supergirl spins around Selena, creating a tornado that lifts Selena up towards the grasp of the creature. And then somehow Selena ends up in the mirror that repairs itself and she's gone. It's all a bit weak, isn't it? This final yeah, it's just like battle. it's just like the writer way, uh, and and then she's gone. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. We're done. Thank you very much. Ethan hands her the Omega Hedron because mm-hmm. Supergirl has to leave, and the others go. They're just like, oh, we'll cover for you. Yeah, we'll, yes, we'll explain do. about Linda and not reveal who she mm-hmm. is. What she should have done is what Superman does in Superman 2. Gone round and slowly kissed everyone to wipe their memories. You'd like that, would you? It would have been intre- It would have been yeah. better than this ending. Yeah. But she's just like, oh, yeah, we won't tell them money. I don't know. So everybody reappears in the town and the mountain is gone. Yes. Supergirl flies away. Goodbye, Linda, says Ethan. And she flies away the Omega Hedron. Returns to the planet and brings it back to life. Film ends. <laughs> How did she get back to the planet just by flying into the lake again? Yeah, I don't know. 
Makes no sense. This, this ending is atrocious. <laughs> it's almost like it was it was um, not the ending that they originally scripted. I feel. Oh, maybe maybe the hour of footage is like bit, most of it's from this part. Yeah, I do get that impression. Yeah. So that's the end of Supergirl, Paul. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Supergirl? Well, um, I've always been what you might call a hesitant fan of this film. Well, are you hesitant because you like... Well, first of all, you have a thing for Supergirl as a concept, as we discussed earlier. That's right, Also, yeah. Helen Slater? Absolutely. Okay. And just as a side thing, Helen Slater now plays um, the mother of uh, Melissa Benoit's Supergirl in the TV show now. Oh, no, it all becomes clear why you're watching it. <laughs> um, I know it's got many problems, this film. Many, 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 many problems. Um, it's got a script that makes very little sense, if any, at times. And it, it, I think there's a severe lack of action in this film as well, isn't there? Yeah, especially in the middle section. Oh, yeah, it, it, it slows down to a crawl. Um, and then you've got all those very dodgy relationship issues between Ethan and Linda and Jimmy and Lucy, you know. Yeah. Um, but you've also got Peter O'Toole and you've got Peter Cook hamming it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got that great Jerry Goldsmith music. Mm-hmm. Um, the effects aren't terrible. And for the most part, they're all in camera, so you've got to give it that. Right, yeah. Um. Faye Dunaway, she's so over the top. And every shot of her is filmed through a lens smothered in Vaseline. Ah, uh, the old Sybil Shepherd lens. It is. But it's not her fault, as we said before, with what she's given to play. Yeah. And what she does do, she does very well. Yeah. Um, and even Helen Slater, I mean, she's not going to win any awards, although she was nominated for a Razzie for this film. Um, nominated that's good exactly she's very endearing in a kind of wide-eyed innocent way mm-hmm. the way that she plays it and that always wins me over okay so it's it, it's no Superman the movie but it's also no Superman 4 quest for peace either I think it's a better movie than that right and weirdly I really enjoyed the rewatch this time more than I've enjoyed it in the past for some reason i don't know why that was um that would shake your head at me so it's not a hit no but i do like it so go on tell me what you think i really want to like this film because it's got aspects that i enjoy with the physical effects and that 80s feel about it it's the antithesis to this Marvel world we now live in. Mm-hmm. But it's crap. <laughs> it's just so boring. Like, the whole middle section is tedious beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't like Peter Cook and Faye Dunaway's villains. I just think that they're just weak. They are effective. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, there's no story to this film, really. Uh, no, it, it does seem a mess. Yeah. No, this is a miss for me, and I never want to see it again. Well, it's slightly more harsh than I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, Colin, what are we doing next time? Well, next time, yet again, we're 
far flung into the future of 1980 with Galactica 1980. Ooh. Oh, when the Battlestar Galactica finally arrives at Earth, they find they must subtly... I like the fact they put subtly in that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Actually... Do they do this? They must subtly raise its tech level while protecting it from the Cylons. Yeah, they do in the first episode, yeah. Oh, okay. So there we go. That's what we're going to be doing. The spin-off mm-hmm. series. Kind of a, a sequel to our, one of our very first episodes as well in season one. Uh, yes, a sequel to Battlestar Galactica and a sequel for us, for our own podcast. Yes. yes. So that'll be interesting. So meta. <laughs> but if you're not happy with us doing Galactica 1980 and if you'd like to suggest a film or TV show then you can send an email to retrospection at email.com you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Retrospecky and on Instagram at Retrospection Podcast all one word and please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen you can also hear the themes and songs from the films and shows we review at our Spotify playlist and finally If you'd like to help keep our old episodes online and help new ones coming along, then you can lower our server costs by supporting us via patreon.com forward slash retrospection. Almost. And that'll keep the adverts away. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters who make sure another month goes by that Paul doesn't have to rummage through pants pockets for change. And they're not always his pants. (laughs) They're not. Oh. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.